0: What's up y'all, Sean here, on today's episode... I am going to take a trip down memory lane and talk about MySpace. I have so many great stories about MySpace, you know, picking up chicks, getting depressed over chicks, um, Heartbreak Hotel, I stayed in there a couple times. So this should be fun and uh, let's start from the beginning. So according to CBSNews.com, MySpace was founded by several employees from the internet marketing firm eUverse in August of 2003. You know, there was a core team and the trio that is regularly documented as, as the founders are Chris DeWolf, Tom Anderson, of course, MySpace Tom, and John Hart. MySpace started off as a spinoff of the sometimes forgotten application Friendster, It grew rapidly, I mean, from the start, and it gained 1 million users in one month. Think about that. That's wild. Um, It was launched in 2004, so it took them about six months to get everything in line before they launched, and by 2005, it had 20 million registered users, and of course, I was one of those. I mean, I was enamored by, you know, having the capability of having your own song and, you know, being able to customize my own personal website without having to do all the technical stuff to create one. I mean, it helped the lazy people get laid. I mean, (laughs) I hate to put it like that, but that's just how it was back then. It was the first searchable database to find compatibility with other people in your area. But before I continue on with my personal history with the website, let me spew some more facts about MySpace. At its peak, get this, at its peak, it was valued at $12 billion. And the company was brilliant because it targeted an audience that was yet to be targeted. Via social media. It was targeted for 13 to 18 year olds. And before MySpace, there were some teen chats. And I think there's still some teen chats. You know, because I remember having, you know, um, chats with other teenagers on websites. But no one took it to the max like MySpace did. Like MySpace banked off teenagers. And it showed financially. And remember... Just to backtrack a little bit, in 2005, after a year, MySpace was acquired by News Corporation for $580 million. And in June of 2006, BAM, it surpassed Google as the most visited site in the United States of America. So, then came 2007, MySpace TV. At that time, it was Innovative. They would have news and and different companies would purchase advertising slots. It was booming. And in 2007, my personal life was too. At that time, if you had a free MySpace account, you could basically stalk people. You could do what eHarmony does, but for free. Like, you could... You know, track down people from a certain height, certain weight, certain this. What hobbies are you into? What this, this, this? It may seem like it's no big deal nowadays, but then it was huge. There wasn't, you know, this Facebook dating where you could see mutual friends of others. No, this was an open market. And MySpace took advantage because at 15, 16, when you're a sophomore, you know, junior and even the senior year, you could hook up with people from another school basically privately because, you know, you could do your mileage from your school to their school and message privately saying, let's meet here, let's meet there. And half the time you could cheat and get away with it on MySpace. So it started and it ended about the same amount of Relationships, as far as I could tell, from my angle, it was a hookup site. You check out someone's profile and they, oh, you're into, you know, Jay-Z, you're into 50 Cent, you're into whatever, because they would play a song right when you right when you clicked on their website. You would get their song. You would get a blog post if they posted one. You know, you could dive in interpersonally really quick. So relationships escalated really quick. Speaking of relationships, the first relationship that I was in um, got a little messy, and back then it was easier for you to log into someone else's account because they w- people never really signed out. Like when they were done, they just closed the browser. So if you knew that someone was on a certain computer, you could go back to MySpace.com and act like you were the other person, obviously. So, you know, when this relationship was fizzling, I kind of did it on accident and found out that she was messaging other people. I think I found out later they were friends, but like that... She wasn't interested anymore, that I was going crazy, which I was, because, you know, I'm 33, so, you know, at that time, I'm just, at like 20 or 21, whatever I was, you know, I'm a little, I'm a baby, and I don't know anything. I'm immature at that time, maybe at this time, but (laughs) I digress. At that time, I definitely was immature, so... You know, and that created a shitstorm storm because she was like, well, why are you on my account? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, I didn't mean to. It was open. Well, I, it's 50-50 whether that was really the case. I mean, I kind of was suspicious. But at the same time, I knew that she was on this computer. So that stuff like that happened to everybody across the country. You know, you see this platform that is easy, easily accessible to everyone and You're like, oh, well, is he a friend or is he someone serious? Or is she a friend or is she something serious that this person's talking to? You know, typical yada, yada, yada stuff that you see. But then it was magnified because of the youth of the clients. Yeah, because that's what we are. We're clients for free, but we're clients. Like we're clients of MySpace because there was premium content that you could purchase games and stuff. So technically speaking, we were clients and MySpace played everybody like a fiddle. So that relationship was over. Um, Later on down the line, um, I met a girl just because of MySpace. Like seriously, just because of it. And it was awesome. But again, me being single now, obviously it didn't work out. Um, but it was a hookup site and we hooked up and you know, moved on to the next, moved on to the next. That's what it was. It was a hookup site. So I learned my lesson because online dating at that time wasn't as sophisticated as it is now. Now there's hinge, eharmony, um, match, etc. There's more, but I'm not gonna go down the line. You get my point is it was an innovative database, but it was still young. It was, you know, something that people didn't really get the, a full grasp of. Like, people didn't care at that time because you're like 17 and you're looking for this next chick or you're looking for this next guy. People didn't really think too much about the database other than what's this next person doing Like if you actually used it correctly, you could get a serious relationship out of it. But people didn't care, like people just said, hey, how far is this person from me? That's it. Are you available Thursdays? Are you available Fridays? Whatever, so yeah, that happened. And you know, did I message a lot of chicks? Getting responses? Sure. Did I get dumped because of Myspace? Yeah. Did I this, did I that? Yeah. But did I also have a lot of fun? Yes. Did I meet some friends that I'm still with today or I'm still friends with today? Yes. So 50 50 on me, positive, negative, but I have a lot of good memories of my space shared a lot of pictures with friends. True. The breach kind of eliminated all of that, but at the same time, hindsight 50 50, my childhood was enhanced by this website in June of 2011. Specific Media Group and Justin Timberlake, yes, that Justin Timberlake, jointly purchased MySpace for approximately $35 million. You know, they rebranded. They turned it into a music social media conglomerate for aspiring artists and you know, household names. I mean, they took advantage of the platform. You know, MP3 files sent here, MP3 files sent there. You could easily upload an EP, send it to another um, company. Emails were distributed, you know, through finance firms. I mean, it was a dream for an aspiring artist at that time because in 2011, there was nothing like that as far as social media wise. As you know, time went on, Justin Timberlake saw market and went for it. Um, got a good deal at 35, you know, and he's made a lot of money on it, you know. Um, but in 2016, it was announced that MySpace and its parent company had been purchased by Time Incorporated. So, MySpace has been through the ringer, a lot of people do the rise and fall of MySpace Gimmick Podcast. I wanted to do something different. I wanted to share my past experiences with MySpace because as I get older, I've learned from a lot of the mistakes I made. Did I cheat on somebody? No. But did I do stupid things? Yes. Am I proud of that? No. But what I am proud of is that you listened to this entire episode. So, if you could please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, it would be highly, highly appreciated. Also, check us out on Twitter at Cynical Sensibly, Instagram Sensibly Cynical Pod, and you can check out our Facebook group. Oh, and before I go, thanks to the sixteen of you that answered yes that real men wear pink. I now have a pink polo shirt that I will take a sweet picture of me in that shirt. Alrighty, that's it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sensibly Cynical. Stay safe, mask up, and talk to you again later.